Hey there, film fans, Sinead Brazel here, and welcome to another episode of The Real Take, the podcast by film fans for film fans. This week, as it's Valentine's Day, we are getting all romantic, and we bring you a special episode from deep in the archives, an episode from very early in our podcasting career, where we hosted Real Reviews Part 2, since we named to The Real Take. I should also note that this episode was also recorded way before COVID, when we could meet up in person. So whether you're loved up, happily single or on the lookout for love we can't help you at all in the ways of real life romance but we do know a thing or two about what makes for a great romantic film as you'll hear here enjoy and happy valentine's day yeah happy valentine's day to listeners and fans of the real take uh now a little bit embarrassing i didn't realize it was valentine's day so what i've done is i've gotten you a gift that i gave to the listeners of my previous podcast last year i hope that's okay uh basically you know you know what it's like there's brexit the shops have nothing in it you can't buy anything nice so look i just had this line around the house i thought you'd like it and wherever you are this valentine's say make sure it's a sweaty one <laughs> enjoy Sit down and grab a glass. Sinead Ross and I'll have made a podcast. It's the real take, breaking it down. Having fun and talking movies. Da 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 da. Talking movies. Meet Meg Hudson, a workaholic modern woman who wants it all. Oh my God, I'm so busy and hectic all the time. I just don't have time for love. Thank God, I'm so clumsy, otherwise people might not see me as relatable. She has just been assigned to interview eligible bachelor millionaire Damon Rich. The problem with love is that people are being sold a lie. Love is a Hallmark-sponsored money-making machine, and (laughs) I want no part of it. Sometimes in this crazy world, when it comes to love, you find opposites attract. You're a misogynist dinosaur! How could anyone fall for your stupid, rugged face? Oh yeah? Well, you know what your problem is? Yeah, why don't you tell me my problem? You're so worried about finding the story out there that you haven't had time to find the real story in here. I'm pointing at your heart. Could this be the cover story that will last a lifetime? I never thought I could feel this. I thought that my feelings were dead feelings, but now I know that they're not dead feelings, they're alive feelings. <laughs> Starring someone like Adam Sandler, Matthew McConaughey in the noughties, young Tom Hanks, Patrick Dempsey, Hugh Grant or Dermot Mulroney, and Drew Barrymore, Meg Ryan, Cameron Diaz, Sarah Jessica Parker, Reese Witherspoon or Jennifer Garner in... Interview with love. I... I think I love you. <laughs> yes, hey film fans, welcome to another Real Reviews part of the podcast for film fans who want a little bit more than just the usual reviews of the latest cinema offering. Here we go deeper. This week it's all about romance. We are goo-eyed, but mostly Ross. And we're about to celebrate romance on the silver screen. And Ross, Leahy and Nyla Bryan are here as well. How's things? Very well. Rugged guys. Yeah, feeling very 
very full of love. Yes, absolutely. Love is all around. Love is all around. Yeah. And love is very much in Ross's heart. I think we need That's to, right. I to think tell our very excited about loyal fan base about the topic this. for this this week. Yes. And in fact, I think he sort of demanded that we do <laughs> romantic comedies. He's I mean, very... we're coming up to Valentine's Day, and <laughs> you know, it's a Friday, so people will be in. <laughs> <laughs> so what better to do than sit down and curl up and watch a nice romantic comedy? Is there anything more romantic except for you know? romantic meals or gestures actually spending time with people that you love yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I know what I'm doing on Valentine's Day okay <laughs> so what is it why like romantic comedies and is your genre it's nah, like your nah, thing being, you love it no I'm being I'm being I'm being painted with a unfair brush I enjoy romantic comedies as much as I enjoy every other genre I enjoy them as much as I love action movies or um, you know not funny romantic comedies or you know <laughs> Comedies with a romantic element, you know, yeah. so it, it varies. Okay, okay, so I suppose we should start with Ross then, because Ross is all about the setup, really. And yes, very important. Yes, because I suppose for this episode, we're going to talk about all of the different ingredients that goes into pretty much every single rom com ever. Mm. And I imagine this is one of the film genres that you have to suspend your disbelief the most. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Um... If you're cynical, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leave no. cynicism at the door. Exactly. We're looking at you now. Everyone's looking. No, I'm, I don't know where I get this reputation. I, I think this episode will go further than any other to prove that I am the 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 podcast presenter with the biggest gooeyest centre of all three of us. Okay. Well, right, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, Ross, yes. every romantic comedy sort of starts more or less in the same way, doesn't it? Yeah, every rom-com you have to start with a meet-cute. And that's where our two main characters who, despite their good looks and obvious chemistry, start on the wrong foot. There might be a level of attraction at the start, but they kind of immediately get at loggerheads and hate each other. Mm. Have you seen this? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's replete. The romantic comedy genre is replete with examples of that. Actually, there's a great uh, example in The Holiday where, you know, the, the the movie with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz where they swap houses. That's right, yeah. Mm. And uh, Kate Winslet's character, Iris, meets the um, the old guy and he actually tells her... Yeah, that's that Eli Oscar, Wallach. Oscar winner yeah. Eli Wallach. Yeah, yeah. the old guy. <laughs> I was trying to think of He's the name. ugly from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. That's yeah, right, him. Yeah. Uh, and he tells her about the meat cute, which is ah, pretty cool. So he says, imagine a scenario where... A man and a woman both need something to sleep in. So they head into the men's department randomly uh, to find pajamas. And uh, he says to the, they both say to the salesperson at the same time. Uh, so the man says, I only need bottoms, pajama bottoms. And she says, I only need pajama top. And the two meet. And there we go. And there we go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Meet cute. Going 50-50 on a pair of pyjamas is just kind of disgusting. <laughs> just me. I mean, like, they don't, they don't, surely they have enough money to buy their own pyjamas. Interesting enough, it brings me on to my first point that I'd like to bring up about mm. rom-coms. And that's to do with their jobs. Because as you said, everyone in rom-coms seems to be fairly well off. Now, did you know if you're starting in a rom-com, there's a pretty 
limited number of jobs you can actually be in. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. A list, list of 10, is there? There is, there is a list of 10, which <laughs> okay. I'll get to in a while. But I was actually going to quantify the best 25 uh, romantic comedy movies and see what everyone worked in them. But thankfully, I came across an article where someone had already done that. Nice. In the top 50, uh, they said top of the fifth, uh, 50 of the most iconic romantic comedies. And it was from Elite Singles. Uh, back in 2018, they did this. And they were looking at the most popular jobs of leading couples. Do you know what came out first? And it was actually the same job for both men and women. It must be right, sir. You are right. Yes. You are right. Oh, for okay. both men and, and women, the top result was a journalist. And when you think about it, it's hardly that surprising because who writes movies? Yeah, writers. Yeah. Script writers, exactly. Yep. And they must figure that their lives are pretty similar to journalists. But, of course, the advantages of journalists is they have to interact with the world, whereas screenwriters can lock themselves in in their house all the time. Uh, journalists have to go out and kind of interact with mm. other people. Um, meet and, people that they don't necessarily like, buy pyjamas with them. Yeah, meet, meet people in a very cute way. Um, I guess it's just another case of people writing what they know, the same way Stephen King's char- all main character is always a, you know, a writer, writer from, from Maine with drinking yes. problems. Yes, um, And, of course, the advantage to having uh, your character being a journalist in a rom-com, as I said, they get to interview strange or unusual people and it brings them into unusual situations, allowing them to open up the story. Uh, they can play a pretty well-worn character in all movies, and that's the driven workaholic type, all while being quasi-creative, which mm, I think that yeah. uh, journalism kind of allows. Oops, yeah. And they can always write that big piece about themselves in which they apologise their love interest uh, at the end. They when pour they their up. whole heart and exactly. soul into it, yeah. The admission piece. Uh, yes. Yeah, we've seen it in films like how to lose a guy in 10 days and stuff yep, like that. Yeah. Um, the only problem with there being so many journalists in romantic comedies is it's kind of a dying industry. I mean, in the US, where most of these films are based, the number of newspaper uh, reporter employees has dropped from 71,000 workers to 38,000 workers in the space of uh, in the space of 10 years. And that's 47% of newsroom reporters. So it's kind of dying that way. And you may as well forget all those fancy large apartments that they have in the center of Manhattan because the median income for journalists in the States is just over $37,000 a year, which is about €33,500. It's not a it's not a bad wage, but when you consider that the the, the median rent for an apartment in Manhattan is like $47,000, <laughs> you realise... <laughs> That you certainly won't be bringing your date out on fancy uh, for fancy meals or fancy dinners. Carriage rides, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely. But do you be think? I mean, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later on. That the rom com is kind of going out of style a little bit, and I yeah. think the, fa- the the ones that we'll be talking about are certainly from two mm, thousands, maybe even mm. before that. Yep. And, you know, is it a case of the new job that a romantic comedy hero or heroine should have would be an Instagram influencer or a YouTube <laughs> sensation yeah. or something, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. Maybe they probably should update it because it is kind of yeah. old-fashioned, you know, the, yeah. the, the jobs are kind of going. For. They're not seen. I think Ross is very good there. There's a little bit of art still to print journalism. Yeah, you, know you can I mean? yeah. be seen as this of, artist uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Whereas uh, if, if I say I have a YouTube channel, I think people just think you're a little bit shallow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can and check out my YouTube channel on. <laughs> Another interesting thing is like the workload that these journalists have. Like, well, I say journalists, but a lot of the, especially the women, I suppose, in the in the in the rom coms, they work in kind of glamour magazines, mm. uh, which you see in like Confessions of a Shopaholic, Thirteen Going on Thirty, and stuff like that. 
And you do occasionally see newspaper reporters like Eva Mendes and Hitch, but the amount of work that they have uh, is just like, they have like three weeks to finish off this one article. You're like, I don't Come on know now. if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Um, yeah, I don't know how like someone like Carrie could afford her apartment in Sex and the City on just writing one one advice column. Listen, thing. sex sells, you know what I'm saying? Mm. No, that's it. That's true. So yeah, a couple of examples just of, uh, you know, writers or journalists or people like that in movies. My Best Friend's Wedding, Julia Roberts, she's a food critic. Never Been Kissed, Drew Barrymore's columnist. Going the Distance, Barrymore again. This time she's an editorial intern. Um, Confessions of a Shopaholic, which I mentioned. And uh, Someone Like You, where Ashley Judd's a, a, a romance columnist. Um, there are some examples of men in the role from Roman Holiday to 27 Dresses. But honestly, I was surprised that the top spot for men was a journalist um, when Architect, which you mentioned earlier on, came in second. Because yeah. when you think about your typical romantic comedy, the guy is always an architect. Um, like, <laughs> look is. at Tom he Hanks in Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle. That was his yeah. job was. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Who cares about his job? I think in romantic comedies, do people just want to know that you have a job? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. probably. As opposed to like what your job. Yeah, is. actually, is the job important? Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Well, I thought what you were saying about the the you know the, the writer. Re- yeah. It's a good way of that getting gets them to, them to meet. Yes, but sleepless yes. in Seattle, like his architecture doesn't get no, them to meet. No. I was reading the article article on why there's so many architects appearing in romantic comedies uh, for men to be architects in it, and they were saying that uh, Hollywood likes the idea of what they think an architect is, um, because they have all this passion and creativity mm. of an artist but they have the groundness of a businessman. Okay. Yes, you know, yeah. so, so it's okay. the two ideals yeah. that the yeah. woman's going to look for, you know what I'm saying? So it seems like there's something deeper to them, but they're also not, you know, airy yeah. fairy either. Yeah, you know? they're going to be able to build a house for somebody as well, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. We'll get to building and renovating houses <laughs> yes, later will, on, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, so rounding it out of our, our list for men, uh, so we had journalists first, then architect. Number three, we have salesmen, then people who mm. work in retail, Businessman is five. Artist is number six. Seven is a teacher. Eight, actually unemployed, strangely enough. Oh, uh, Nine is advertising. He ain't and never getting the girl, though. No. <laughs> and the ten is bookshop owner. And completing the women's list, um, number one, obviously, was journalist. Let's see if we can name one for the whole way down for this. So, we, so okay. number one is a journalist. We gave you plenty of examples uh, there. Yeah, well, we, we yeah Drew Barrymore. There you go. And yeah. what film? Uh, never Been Kissed. There you go. Number two is a personal assistant. Ooh. Personal assistant. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, you're taking too long. I'm oh, say, is it oh. like? No, it's not really romantic comedy though. Like all I can think of is Anne Hathaway's character, isn't she kind of a oh, personal yeah, assistant in Debbie Wears Prada? Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. There we go. Number three is a waitress. Mm. Okay. Um. um there's a lo- love story between a waitress and a getaway driver and baby driver. It's not really a rom com though. Yeah, it'll, it'll do. It'll okay, do. we go for that. Uh, number four is retail. So anyone working in a shop. Okay, well, uh, the bookshop one. You've got mail. Yes. Yeah, yeah. fair point. Meg Ryan. Number five is an artist. I couldn't think of one for this myself. For a girl? Uh, well, um, in the movie we'll be talking about later on, she doesn't make her money from it, but she paints. Yeah, uh, that's true. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The notebook. And don't, yeah, exactly. Uh, number six was in TV. And that was Knocked Up. I think Morning Glory yes. is a, a, I don't know if it's a rom-com but Rachel Adams yeah. 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 Uh, Number 7 was the receptionist um, I'm thinking train wreck for that although it, you could oh, also yeah. maybe say 
Devil Wears Prada. As well. Yeah, she's kind she's of a. She uh, a journalist in Trainwreck, isn't she? Doing a thing about sports. She works in. Yeah. A, she's working for like a a glamour magazine, right? And she's working in the online section, but she moves to be a receptionist. Okay, I gotcha. God, I know that film too well. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? Uh, number eight, uh, a baker. This is one of those okay. real cute, oh, cutesy. What I said, Strangers in Fiction. Strange fiction, yeah, very yeah. good. You can also have bridesmaids in there. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, nine, a doctor. I don't think I've ever seen a female doctor, especially in... Ro- a uh, roadhouse. That romantic comedy, Roadhouse. That's <laughs> 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 crazy. Perfect. And the last one, ten, counsellor. Honestly, Ooh. it feels really uh, unethical, yeah. maybe, too. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's your patient. I, I think I'll, it's also unethical in a like if you're a waitress because I think waitresses are paid to be nice to people. <laughs> and just because a waitress is being nice to you doesn't mean that you need to start, you know... Oh, Ross, look, no <laughs> romantic comedies ever would be made with this guy in charge no, of things. Seriously, no. there you go. So that's 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 the rundown of jobs for men. It tends to be either professional creative types, or for a lot of them, it can be also hard hitting business people. Like right. if you look at like Mr. Big or um, like Richard Gere, yeah, Pretty exa- Woman, yeah. exactly. You yeah. didn't have prostitute there as the, <laughs> the leading. <laughs> enough, I, I know it was in Pretty Woman, but strange enough, not that many other okay. romantic comedies had it. Um, on the female side of things, you either have a vaguely journalism-y job, um, so that's lots of free time to chase a story during the day. Um, you have a cutesy creative type role, like running a bakery or having a quaint little bookshop. I'm looking at you, Meg Ryan, and you've got mail. Uh, or you could be the stressed out corporate type who just le- has to learn to relax when they meet Mr. Right. Um, so what you reckon, um, could you guys fit into the role of a romantic comedy, Sinead? Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah, you're, well, you're a radio presenter. I mean, uh, by the way, I am gross point blank, can I just say? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. so, so you're a professional assassin? No, I'm the girl. The <laughs> mini driver. Mini oh, driver. Yeah, you could be the professional right. assassin. Yeah. Uh, Niall, well, could you be in a romantic comedy? I think marketing is probably a, a job. That it is a sexy job. It is a sexy is job. A sexy job yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably in some romantic comedy. Uh, I'm a researcher on a radio show, so I'd say you're, yeah, you're in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. Yeah, we are Happy days. living the dream, <laughs> but not being able to afford, um, you know, a massive, <laughs> a massive apartment. apartment in we ain't afford yeah. none of that. Um, so in the romantic comedy, there is always a big romantic gesture, guys. A few mm. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in a lot of them, you will have the dash to the airport is a, yes, in a lot. That's a staple. Uh, so in romantic comedies, the hero and heroine let's say the two leads they don't like each other initially they learn to warm to each other they have lots of banter back and forth learn to like each other some miscommunication happens where they have you know their wires get crossed about three quarters of the way through the movie yeah Yeah. Uh, the heroine has to leave (laughs) always and uh, the hero has to chase her so they have to do the mad dash through the airport we're looking at you love actually right first of all they time this so well they dash with just enough perspiration to make them look handsome and not absolutely <laughs> and rotten. And like a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Which, let's yeah. face it, 9-11... Kind of ended that, that ended trope. ended the, the airport dash. The airport really, dash. There ain't no airport dashes yeah. happening. Uh, you are not getting by security. I am sorry. You, it doesn't matter if yeah. you're a cute, blondish, yeah. red-haired yeah. child with lovely doe eyes. That security guy ain't budging. No, okay, no. Shut get on the ground. Yeah. yeah, and there's no kind of uh, Rowan Atkinson character that's going to hold up the place oh, and be yes, all yes. fumbly. And uh, I always thought that if I saw some asshole <laughs> just fucking oh. ruining my day and taking up all that time in the airport, mm. when they start kissing, I'm not going to start clapping. No, I'm not going to well, start get, clapping. 
I got my scale. I'm a I'm a tough architect slash businessman <laughs> yeah. who's on my way to fly somewhere where I'll meet a journalist who's going to interview me. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always that. Yeah, there's always the big uh, pro- pro- proclamation of love as such yes. in the airport. guy is Glenn. They're on this plane. No way! You guys gotta help me. Right! Yeah! Good afternoon, everyone. We're flying at 26,000 feet, moving up to 30,000 feet, and we got clear skies all the way to Las Vegas. And right now, we're bringing you some in-flight entertainment. One of our first-class passengers would like to sing you a song inspired by one of our coach passengers. And since we let our first-class passengers do pretty much whatever they want, here he is. I wanna make you smile whenever you're sad. Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I wanna do is cold with you. Speaking of which, oh, we actually have a little quiz for you guys. Oh! Yeah! Quiz time. Okay, (laughs) so right now I am handing them two different scripts and they both have famous proclamations of love that you often see at the end of romantic comedies. Sinead, there's one for you. Don't read them yet aloud. Okay, okay. And Niall, there's one for you. Now, here's how we play the game. (laughs) There's five of them each. And what I want you to do, Sinead, if you start with the first line, I want you to look Niall directly in the eyes. And read out the first one. And now I'll leave to see if you can guess what movie it is from. Okay. This so, is Declarations of Love okay. from Romantic Comedies. Sinead, if you can give us our first one here. And we'll see who wins at the end. See who knows okay. the Romantic Comedy you ready better. Look him, I, I I yeah. Dire- here, Sinead, look him directly in the eye. Okay, okay. Directly in the eye. When you realise you want to start the rest of your life with somebody, you want to start the rest of your life as soon as possible on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I put in the New Year's Eve. Is it? Is it? The one about New Year's Day? That one, the, what, New, New Year's Eve? That's No. That's a, that's I actually, no. I gave him that really, yeah, didn't I? No. I totally gave it to you. No, you didn't get it. And because the answers aren't written down on your sheet of paper, Sinead, you got to take a guess. Oh. When Harry Met Sally. Oh, when Harry Met Sally is okay. correct. Christ. Now, Niall, if you could read your first one to Sinead. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Oh, I know this. I can hear the music. I know this one. Why didn't you give me this one? Uh, say it again. <laughs> Love means never having to say you're sorry. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Okay. No joy with Sinead. Uh, no, I'm going to pass uh, on to you. Uh, it's Love Story. It's Love uh, Story indeed. Ali McGraw. Damn it. Sinead, back to you. Okay. We quote number two. Michael. I love you. I've loved you for nine years. I've just been too arrogant and scared to realise it. And well now I'm just scared. So I, I, I realise this comes at a very inopportune time. But I really have this gigantic favour to ask of you. Choose me. Ma- marry me. Let me make you happy. Oh, that sounds like three favours, doesn't it? Well, that, that's weird. I feel like I should know that. That's very formal language. Uh, Is that a British movie? I don't know it. Either. You don't know it? Okay. No. And it's obviously a wedding thing. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a give me a clue, Ross? Is oh, it I think a I might British know. film, is it? It's not a British not movie. Not a British film. No more clues, Nyla. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to have to pass, <laughs> thought, I'm afraid. I thought it was going to be a British. I thought it was going to be for weddings and a funeral, but it's not. Okay, that. you're both wrong. It's actually. No, give I've... us another clue. And then we'll have yeah. to guess. 
Right. <laughs> okay. Um, the woman in this movie has been in has been a romantic pair with Richard Gere in two other movies. Okay, so a uh, runaway bride. Is okay. it? He's not in this movie though. Oh. So it's definitely Julie Roberts. Julie Roberts. And oh, it's um, the, oh, my best uh, friend's wedding. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, that should be half a point. That was very much. Oh come on. You and I. Right, right, Niall. If you could read the second quote in yours, please. It was a million tiny little things that, when you added them all up, they meant we were supposed to be together. And I knew it. I knew it the very first time I touched her. It was like coming home, only to no home I'd ever known. It was just taking her hand and to help her out of a car, and I knew it was like magic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't it know. sounds like uh, uh, the, the Eric Clapton song. <laughs> Never yeah. she, I will say it. I will say this one to give you a little clue. It's not a declaration of love for the new love interest. It's for perhaps a deceased spouse. Mm. Okay, mm. dead wife. My dead wife's wedding. <laughs> my best friend's dead wife. <laughs> I okay. really don't know. You're really now. None of yours are getting points for that one. It's actually sleepless in Seattle. Oh, oh, oh come on. Nice. how did we not yeah, get yeah. that? Terribly. Uh, Sinead, on to you. If you could read number three, please. Don't forget, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. That's so okay, easy. So Come that on, that is Notting Hill. Oh. Notting Hill, very good. Niall? I realise we're all going to lose the people we love. That's the way it is. But not me. Not right now. Because the person I love the most is standing right here. And I'm not ready to lose you yet, Claire. I'm not standing here asking you to marry me. I'm just asking you not to marry him. And maybe take a walk. and Take a chance. Did I say it earlier on? No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Oh, no, I know this one. Yeah. Claire. 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 <laughs> You're throwing me off, everyone. No, I'm... I'm oh, that's actually pretty all... good. That's, that's actually a bit of a clue there. Yeah, we're all going to lose the people that we love. Wow. That's, wow. Uh, that's just the way it is. Wow. Is it? I'm so excited to be I here. Know, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't right, know. I'm going to have to pass over to you now. Okay, it is Wedding Crashers. It oh. is Wedding Crashers. In French, Le Serial Knockers. Was that your is Vince Vaughn? Really? Yeah. Is that your Vince Vaughn? That no, was, that's his that own was Wilson. my own Wilson. Wow, that's such a good oh, impression. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of losing it. I should, actually, I thought it was the graduate. I started doing. <laughs> uh, Sinead, on to you, please. I'd be honest with you. I don't think you're an idiot at all. I mean, there are elements of the ridiculous about you. Your mother's pretty interesting, and you really are an appallingly bad public speaker. And um, you tend to let whatever's in your head come out of your mouth without much consideration of the consequences. But the thing is, um, what I'm trying to say, very inarticulately, <laughs> is that. Um, in fact, perhaps despite appearance, appearances, I like you very much, just as you are. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't think I know this one. Your mother is pretty interesting. Right. Um, it sounds, it sounds Hugh Granty, but it's not. Is it? No, it's not. No, oh. but it's, it's like a, a more Hugh Granty version of Hugh Grant, really. Okay, so it's an English actor. Can I? He's like even more English than you, Grant. He's extremely English. He's so English. Yeah. No, wow. He's, yeah. He's like English. <laughs> <laughs> Was it you just nodding? No one's. No one's. No one's going to go for that. Get, 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 a, oh, get a clue. Get a clue. Come on. I've definitely heard this. You, Grant, speech. is also in this movie. 
and he's not um, even it's Bridget Bridge Jones diary. Ah, Bridget there Jones we go. Diary. Yes. Correct. We're on even scores here now. Oh. Uh, if you can he's read gonna the get next mine. one for Sinead, please. I've got this, what, element? Now, my doctor, this shrink that I used to go, oh, hang on, I need to... Yeah, need yeah to you need to get out of that voice. <laughs> I've got this, what, ailment? Now, my doctor, this shrink I used to go to... Hold on a second. Says that, am I wrong? No, that voice is that voice is not the right voice. <laughs> okay, okay, you're... F- I haven't yeah. got to the end. Do yeah. your normal voice. Do your normal okay. voice, yeah. I've got this, what, ailment? Now, my doctor, this shrink that I used to go to all the time, says that in 50 to 60% of cases, a pill really helps. I hate pills. I hate them. I'm using Jack the word Nicholson, hate about pills. Anyway, my compliment to you. Yes! Yeah! He's going to get mine. He's um, going to get because mine. you did so well, I think you should give Sinead the compliment that Zach Nicholson gives in that movie. I'm all ears. Well, you were there and you know what you said? Anyway, the very next morning I started taking the pills. You make me want to be a better man. <laughs> Love very it. nice compliment. Helen very Hunt nice. Uh, it very is. Nice. It is actually. A, I it, thought it was Woody Allen at the start to see. I know. I, I know. You're messed yeah. it up because I was thinking it's Annie Hall or something. Mm. Um, Sinead, this is so easy. You go for it. So easy. You had me at hello. Okay, that's Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Very good. Now I get the point. And Niall, if you could read your last one, please. I don't have another one. I think it's a bonus round. There is. There is a last one. There's okay. five there. Go on. <laughs> you complete me. Mm. Oh my god, I should... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Shut up. <laughs> Just so you know, they're both even at this point. With oh four my piece. god, what the fuck is he complete? <laughs> it's the man that says it, isn't it? Sorry, Shane, I'm going to need an answer. Okay. You got clues. You said British and all Niall. this stuff. Niall, do you know the answer? I've just got Google. Oh Niall, my god, you, know you fecker. <laughs> you complete me. Yeah. Is that not Jerry Maguire as well? It is. Oh! It was a trick question. Oh! Hey. So Jerry Maguire. So five points to four. Niall is the victor and knows and his most romantic quotations. Most romantic person in the room. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, that was a nose hair. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, back to my gestures of romance. <laughs> um, yeah. So we had the airport dash. That's a given. Um, and like that, the declarations of love. They happen just in the nick of time, like we heard in When Harry Met Sally or, you know, at the airport dash. Sometimes the declaration of love happens there as well. And uh, yeah, this would not happen in real life. Some of the ones that are uh, really sort of iconic ones, I suppose, as well, would be Say Anything with John Cusack and Ione Sky, I think, is the That's, actress yeah. uh, in that. This is he. She's the valedictorian in uh, the school, and he's the guy from the other side of the tracks. He's a bit of trouble, kind of thing. And he's a martial arts expert. Yes, <laughs> with a trench coat. <laughs> a trench and coat. Um, about they, seven to sizes too big. For him. It's the classic sort of dilemma that the good girl in romantic mm. comedies have because she wants to be the good girl and like you know obey her dad because her dad wants a better life for her yep. and uh, he wants her to go off to college and have everything that he couldn't have. And then this bad boy comes along and. Sh- Cuppers everything, but she's attracted to the bad boy, you know. Yeah. So there's Dad this dilemma. Played by the fantastic John Mahoney from Frasier. Yes, Frasier exactly. Um, and yeah, there's a little bit of twisty turny stuff in in this. To be fair, like it's not, it doesn't follow. Mm. Like I mean, because with his character, you're kind of not expecting some of yeah, the stuff that happens yeah. with him. So I'm not going to say what, what happens there. But they break up because she wants to obey her dad, kind of because she's a good girl. And in order to win her back, John Cusack does the most teenager of teenagery things. 
and he rocks up to her house in his trench coat with his intense brooding stare and he gets his boom box and he puts it over his head. Now, uh, listeners, younger listeners might not know how big a boom box back in 19... It's, what, yeah, pretty heavy. Out? It's a big... Just, he's 84, not only showing this is 84, is his sensitive side, he's okay. showing his upper body strength. He yeah, really is. Saying. Sorry, 89. 89. 89 yeah, so. These days, like, really, you wouldn't have the same effect by putting Spotify in your phone. <laughs> no, just, it's got to be a boombox and you yeah. got to have a you trench have to connect coat. connect to her Bluetooth speaker. Just, <laughs> yeah. Alexa, <laughs> in your eyes. Anyway, sorry, we're being a bit cynical here. Yes. And, yeah, yeah like, it has to be a boombox and it has to be in your eyes by Peter Gabriel. Um, that is the first song that they got jiggy with it, too. Uh, so it's got, you know, all sorts of connotations, connotations and connections and everything yeah. else uh, and she wakes up and she you know sees him out there and you know sh- that's what happens and it's class her heart melts her heart melts um, does she go with Lloyd or does she stay and you know do what her father tells her you'll have to watch it if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it if you haven't seen it oh my god see fantastic it. Cameron Crowe who Cameron Crowe direct directorial debut yeah yes. great great directorial debut I actually saw a Cameron Crowe um, romantic movie recently that I just thought was absolutely terrible and that was Singles um, I'm not sure if you, you know it it has um, it has Matt Dillon in it and I suppose he's, it's it's based in the like early 90s grunge era in Seattle that's right and it has um, actually Pearl Jammer in it in the movie yeah the roles. and we see a bit of um, Alison Chains actually are performing on stage at one time and Soundgarden are in it and I was expecting you know oh, I'd be cool to see this but no it's a, it's, I'll give is that this a pass. Jennifer Jason Lee in this as well no yeah. I think I always mix it up with reality bites. No, Jennifer which Jason. Has. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm mixing it up yeah. too. Jennifer yeah. Jason is in this movie, although I think she was considered for one of the roles. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah reality bites. Yeah, or is it Bridget yeah. Fonda? I don't know. Ah, yes, it's it Bridget, Bridget Fonda. Fonda. Matt Dillon's character, all all Jane Fonda's character, or Bridget Fonda's character. Sorry, once is for somebody say to say bless you when she sneezes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the romantic gesture. Is that it's he says bless you? With always the... those simple things. Like if you mm. look at a Bronx tale, it's so if someone if someone reaches across to open up the the door handle for you. In uh, let me see, in Spider Man, it's so you get those butterflies when you kiss someone upside down. <laughs> you swaz on noof or whatever you call it. So <laughs> are, is what you're saying that these big romantic gestures that and the these... talking about are well, not. That's, that's part of it. But you also have those little romantic gestures. Like um, when someone happens to mention something that they like, which is similar, right? Um, which just shows that they're meant to be together. Yeah, yeah. but then you've got like the re- like. Well, this is kind of simple, simple and kind of over the top. When in Dirty Dancing, the best movie of all time, mm. when Patrick Swayze, uh, Johnny's character, he comes in and he says, "Nobody puts baby in a corner." Oh yes. And then he brings her up and does the whole dance and the lift and all of that sort of stuff. That's amazing stuff. But the nobody puts baby in a corner. It's right. pretty cool. It's pretty simple. Never seen it. Oh <laughs> my God. Have you not seen it? Not all the way through, no. Oh my God. That's his, that's his task for the next time. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're not talking about Roadhouse, the best romantic comedy <laughs> no, film. No, we're not. Really not. Oh, okay. But another of his iconic characters. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that Roadhouse was a sequel to Dirty Dancing. <laughs> that he gave up dancing and then became a dancer. I could have. Yeah. That's quite possible. Yeah. Um, another really like over the top but really sweet romantic gesture is in Big Fish where Ian McGregor's character uh, learns that uh, the love of his life loves daffodils. And uh, in order to get her to go out with him, he gets field of daffodils basically and puts them outside her window and uh, yeah 
he asks her I will marry you he says I remember I don't know. going to see that in the cinema and enjoying it I don't yeah. think I've seen it since but it's very very cute yeah. um, again in terms of romantic gestures I have to put, throw in a foreign movie uh, that everyone should know definitely Amelie Oh, and um, it's just so charming. The entire film is just gorgeous. But Amelie is a bit of a dreamer, a bit of a daydreamer. And because as a child she was quite sheltered and shy, parents never really kind of inter- let her interact with other kids, that kind of thing. But uh, she ends up, so she's kind of a bit quirky, let's say, in her approach to uh, the guy that she really likes. So the guy that she really likes is uh, his most treasured possession, I suppose, is... Um, a photo album but they're all the, of the discarded photos that people uh, take out of the you know the Polaroid machines mm. uh, the photo boots so she finds it and she sets up an elaborate trail of clues around Paris for him to find yeah. her and the book but then she kind of chickens out um, at the at the when he arrives at the restaurant where they're supposed to meet but it's really really su- sweet and cute and completely over the top because she she draws arrows and there's bits of pages on the ground like of course they're going to fly off do you know what I mean yeah. what if he missed an arrow yeah. you know don't you believe in serendipity like yeah. they do in the movie serendipity, serendipity. yeah and uh, that's a stupid movie yeah uh, really 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 dumb really dumb I hate that movie and and to be fair, John Cusack's in a lot of sort of he makes some ones. strange choices. He does, yeah. he does. Yeah. But that is that is stupid. It's something to do with gloves, isn't it? That for? No, yeah, it's a book, isn't it? They no, they've like, gloves that they like or something. What is that's where they start off a bit of book. Is that the meat? No, okay, you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> Both of them are trying to buy the same pair of gloves or something at the start. Something yeah. stupid. That's the meat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> do I think? Do, no, go ahead. please. Uh, that's the last one. Uh, Miss, can, do you have another pair of these black cashmere gloves? Whatever's out is what we have. What? You don't have a stock room? No. Or basement? No. We don't have an attic either. Um, listen, you take them, I don't need No, 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 you sold them first. I... Please, I insist. Take them. Hey, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, excuse me, sir. Yeah. These are ours. Oh, your gloves? Yes. How, how come? I mean, they're just sort of hanging there, sleeping with their little price tag on. We were just discussing them, all right? This oh, is a... Uh... Well, I have news for you. You can go on discussing them long after I paid for them. Calm down, all right? Just calm, calm down. down. <laughs> it's five days before Christmas. I'm in the middle of a New York department store. He's asking me to calm down. Well, listen, these were meant to be a very special gift for someone. Yeah, we've put quite a lot of thought into those. Ah. Isn't, isn't that right? Oh, really? Who were they for? My, My boyfriend. Girlfriend. Her boyfriend. His girlfriend. But well, what happens then is um, Kate Beckinsale is feeling really serendipitous and she says, look, if it's meant to be, we'll find each other. He, One of them writes their name on a, a, a dollar bill or a five dollar bill or something like that. The other writes their name in a old secondhand book and she says, I'm going to put this book into a secondhand store and if we, if it turns up, we'll end up together. If this note comes back into you, which it never would. Like, never on, in a never, month yeah. of Mondays with this uh, And then they go into a hotel that's opposite. <coughs> now, I haven't seen this film in a few years, so I'm um, just... Yeah, you're, you know, you're yeah. from memory, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they go in and they say, look, we'll go in separate elevators. If we end up in the same floor it's meant to be oh, and they do that on. and of course John Cusack or Kate Beckinsale whichever gets delayed because a person calls the elevator on the next on the next floor and they end up not being together even though the elevators knew they were meant to be together and had them planted to go into the same floor it's a stupid <laughs> movie it's a really dumb movie I'm really movie. glad you brought it up then oh yeah it's so stupid in terms of like nice cutesy kind of ones and believable ones in Stranger Than Fiction Harold Crick 
he is a auditor in, uh, and he arrives in Maggie Gyllenhaal's character's bakery. They again miscommunication. They don't really like each other at the start. Kind of trying to, you know, I'd say win her affections. So because she's a baker, he brings her loads loads of flowers, as in flour that you bake with. And I just think that's really cute. Yeah. No. She probably she's a she baker. She, she probably, probably has flour. Yeah. But he goes like, didn't I, need flour. Really. I, I brought you flowers and they're all really <laughs> like stacked all together. Actual flowers. And, <laughs> shut up! It's <laughs> cute. So that's a good one. And then mine. I have to throw this in there because it is my favorite film of all time and the probably one of the most original romantic stories ever. It is Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. And for those who have not seen it, Kate Winslet and uh, Jim Carrey play Joel and Clementine, and they're sort of. They're quite opposite. Joel's very straight-laced and she's very out there and eccentric. And on a whim, Clementine decides that she wants to erase Joel from her memory. And she goes to a company called Luna Inc., I think it is. And uh, they do this thing where they erase Joel completely from her memory. And he finds out this and he decides to do the same. But halfway through the procedure, he's like, no, I don't actually want to erase this lovely, amazing moment. He realises, actually, I'm making a mistake. Mm. And it's just so incredibly gorgeous what he tries to do but um, yeah it's a really that's a nice one I yeah think. and it's a I mean it's a great film it's a great I film we talked about it mm. on, on the, the radio um, and it's it's what I loved about it when I rewatched it uh, was how realistic it was about a relationship yeah. you know what I mean a lot so of these true. romantic comedies are you know and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of fantasy mm. but uh, you know a bit of realism as well real characters talking like real people do so you're on about realism and romantic comedies or romantic movies I suppose the most realistic thing is them not ending up together at the end oh, which yeah. we see in some movies like The Breakup which you know you should have yes. saw that from the beginning which I think is just a but you do really all uh, like when you, for watching this for the first mm. time I was like no no they're getting back together they're yeah. getting back together and I know it's The Breakup but mm. it's actually yeah it is it is one of those that's totally that's a real Vaughan life Vince Vaughn Jennifer yeah, Aniston okay. yeah you see it again in uh, a <clears throat> movie that I seem to be the only one who enjoyed La La Land they don't end up together in the end of that which is Confession I haven't seen La La Land. Already? Mm. Everyone else in my life seems to hate it. So Okay. I'm going to watch no, it. No, no. I, mean, I think it's a, it's a fine film. Yeah. Mm. And actually, the another one where... Th- uh, th- thanks for that spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one needs Spoil- to watch it now. Spoiler alert. Um, another one where they don't end up in the end was actually every every kind of time we meet up um, for, for this podcast, we we do a little segment called The Thousand and One Movies uh, that I have to watch before... We can yield. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One thousand and one films to see before we kill you. For this episode, we said we could look at a romantic comedy that I'd never seen and that mm-hmm. is considered a classic, and that's Roman Holiday. And um, basically, it's a 1953 movie. Uh, it filmed on location in Rome and it stars Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. It was directed by William Wilder. It was actually the movie that made Audrey Hepburn a star, pretty much like a household name. And um, she, uh, so basically the story is she plays a princess fed up with her stressful, regal life. I can imagine how tough it would be. Uh, he plays a roguish, a roguish journalist. And they hit it off and there's some hilarious hijinks. It's actually really charming and funny. I, I must say I really, really enjoyed it. And as I was saying, the really, really ballsy ending where they kind of meet at the end and they kind of look at each other and realise it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed the brief time they had together and for me it was a four out of five star movie but this week dun, dun, dun. it's Niall's turn to run Yay. to run the baton of 1001 movies he must watch before we kill we him. kill you 
Right, well, I'm glad this is only You need the first to one. clearly add yeah. an awful lot of romance and to your repertoire. Are they all going to be romantic comedies? Well, you yeah, definitely have to see Dirty Dancing. You 100% have to see that. So uh, I was tasked to watch The Notebook last night. Oh, yes. By uh, well, the 2004 <laughs> film Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams, star, directed by Nick Cassavetes. Are you familiar with Nick Cassavetes? I'm yeah, not. He directed The Notebook. Yeah, but his father was John Cassavetes, a fantastic uh, indie filmmaker from the 70s, who was actually married to Gina Rowlands, who plays the uh, the uh, Miss, what's her name? Miss. Uh, well, she's she's the older version of the the uh, Rachel McAdams. Oh uh, yes, yes. Mm. So the Notebook for anyone who had has not seen it, <laughs> like me, it's based on the Nicholas Sparks uh, uh, novel, and uh, it tells the story of two characters: Duke, who's played by James Garner, and uh, Gina Rowlands, uh, who is Ms. Hamilton. So we meet them in the nursing home where they live and every day Duke reads the story of uh, two young lovers Ali and Noah to Miss Hamilton uh, and uh, from this note the titular notebook if you like and it flashes back between that which we would call the present day and uh, these young lovers back in from when they first meet in the 40s all the way up uh, through I suppose up to the 50s or mid 50s anyway uh, and as the movie uh, goes on we discover more and more about the relationship that these uh, older characters have to the the young people in this story so uh, probably maybe we have a clip here that we might want to play from the notebook uh, uh, of uh, probably of, of Noah and uh, Ali and when they meet as 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 youngsters. Get down, no! You're gonna kill yourself. No, cut it out. No, you got What? No. 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 Hey, Pat. She just told you. Why not? I don't know because I don't want to. Ella. All right. Well, you leave me no other choice then. Ah! Oh my God. Okay, no, stop around. What are you doing? Oh, I grabbed the ball. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Will you? Oh, you're not go out with me. Goddamn, my hand's slipping. You grabbed the bar, you idiot! Not until she agrees. Oh, go out with him, honey. Okay, okay, fine. So, what did I think of this film? You've, you've both seen it, haven't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I enjoyed this film as soon as I realised it was essentially a Marvel Comics movie. <laughs> oh my God, he's no, always really, bringing it back I mean, to comics. No, like... It is a film of two halves, really. It's it's two stories. It's it's mm. the older people in in the nursing home, and I don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah, for yeah, I don't see that. And um, this story that he's narrating. When we flash back to the story of the younger lovers, the colors are really vibrant. The it's not a realistic portrayal of the forties. It's very much through the sepia kind of tones of nostalgia. Mm. Yeah. Um, I also realised, when I realised that Ryan Gosling had five different caps in every scene, <laughs> in the first ten minutes he wore five, and he he plays the the bad boy from the wrong end of the tracks, he's the poor guy who meets the rich girl and mm-hmm. woos her or whatever, and I go, his cap cupboard in his house <laughs> just must be full of different, like, but slightly the same caps, but just a little bit different. I mean, that's another thing to pick up on. Yeah, well, it really that's is, the man. eye that I have, yeah. really. Um, it's got a lot of um, the tropes of of you know romance that we would maybe be able to sneer and laugh at. I was very I was affected by 
the James Garner and Gina Rowland portion of it, mm. which is a, and I can see why people love the book. Maybe the the film is not, I don't think, as successful, but I it's got a huge amount of of fans, so I'm not gonna, you know. Rain in that praise. <laughs> exactly. If it's your thing, you'll like it. <clears throat> By the end I was I was moved, you know. I could oh, yeah. tell you two movies right now starring or about the same kind of thing that are better. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay. So if you want to see Ryan Gosling in a in a romantic movie that'll break your heart, watch Blue Valentine, yes, which is a twenty ten movie film, yeah. with Michelle Williams. Mm. And it's it's really it's got a lot in common with uh, A lot more realistic. It's a lot more realistic and a lot in common with Marriage Story, which we Yeah, yeah. You know, was just been out this year. And then if you want to see a heartbreaking uh story about uh, a married couple going through the the horrifying things that Alzheimer's will will wreak upon a marriage or on a relationship. There's a film directed by an actor called Sarah Polly called Away From Her and it's a 20, 2006 uh, film and uh, it stars Julie Christie and a Canadian actor called Gordon Pinsett and Olympia Dukakis and it'll break your heart basically. So it's, say, it's basically if you wanted to see like James Garner and Gina Rowlands but the whole film is about them and it's about Julie Christie not knowing her husband or, you know, and him going to visit her every day. And then she gets involved because oftentimes with Alzheimer's, they regress to a younger yeah. part of their life. Mm. Um, she doesn't remember him and gets involved in a relationship in this nursing home with another man. And it, it's a it's a beautiful film. It's based on a, a short story by Alice Munro. Um, and yeah, I would say seek that out. But The Notebook, I will say... Three stars. Okay. <laughs> One of my favourite things about The Notebook, I remember the director said before, um, this was, again, you know, uh, as Ryan Gosling's star was rising, he wasn't yet a household name. Mm. I suppose The Notebook was probably one that pushed him in to that kind of uh, territory. Um, at the time, Ryan Gosling wouldn't have been considered like um, like a, a typical heartthrob kind of person. And I remember... The, he said the director as well. The director was like, "We didn't hire him because he was like a pretty boy. We hired him because he's kind of weird looking. Because this character is kind of weird, and he just fit it." Hello, perfectly. he builds her a house. Well, he renovates the house. <laughs> he doesn't build it. Yeah, he jumps up a Ferris wheel. Yeah, and hangs and says, "I'm going to kill myself if, <laughs> if you, you don't, don't come out with me." With me. Like, that is not a sign of a controlling no. or Listen, unhealthy he, relationship. He looks like Ryan Gosling, so you know, yeah. on mm. my guy Hotometer, he is a number ten. <laughs> So I, I am jumping off that Ferris wheel with him. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I have to say, like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. It's, mm. it's a mm. cheesy old cheese ah, fest. That's worth a watch yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One watch. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're moving on to you, Noel, yes. again, yeah. because you have you're talking now about how unrealistic. I'm kind of taking the the, the baton from you. Yes. Uh, so you have, and I think we might have a couple of overlaps here. That's okay. But um, yeah, of 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 giant. Let me just get my notes here. Sorry. Hang right. on. Oh wait. Oh 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 my God! I've spilled coffee everywhere. Oh, I'm such a klutz. Oh, I'm officially an idiot. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've just look. I've just had a really stressful day. And okay, look. Let me get ready and get into what I'm talking about. I, you know, he's, he's not, play, you're, you're he's laughing. Playing, I know he's playing it. You're yeah. laughing there, and I, I, it's not often that I meet someone with such a good sense of humour, Sinead. <laughs> I don't. I I haven't laughed a lot since my ex and me broke up. But uh, you you make me laugh. Oh, good, good. I feel, really I feel a bit uncomfortable. Sentences. 
We're finishing each other's sentences, Ross. <laughs> Come on, Ross. Yeah. Oh, very good. Anyway, so you want to know what I think? What do I? What do I think about romantic? What do I think, honestly? Yeah. What do I think? I think maybe that I was meant to be here with the two of you tonight. There's nowhere else that I'd rather be right now because this is where we were meant to meet. It's anyway. Look, you, you, you go first, Ross. You go first. What? <laughs> Are you talking about? He's lost. Do you, do you want to just go somewhere and talk, just the two of us, away from the microphones? Hmm? Don't look at the notes on the desk. Look at what's inside you. I'm pointing at my heart. Is he coming on to me? <laughs> what do you think, Ross? If we're not both married within, say, two or three weeks, we meet up back here and marry each other. Why am I here when we can meet on the top of the Empire State Building? Because <laughs> that's too far away. It's closer here. I'm, I'm just a person here in front of the two of you asking do you want to take a chance on me I don't know do you want to take a chance on I mean no <laughs> no I do not awkward yeah awkward yeah exactly like every gesture in every romantic comedy awkward <laughs> exactly so essentially what Niall is doing is he's running through all of his cliches in a script type <laughs> format that is bamboozling Wait. the hell out of the two of us you're here. all very confused aren't yes. you? imagine if we're in real life if anything that happened in a romantic comedy happened to you oh it'd be you, terrible you, you terrible. would be confused, confused. Yeah. well Ross would permanently look like a deer stuck in the headlights and I would just start talking and bambling on yeah, yeah. And there's a problem, I think, inherent in romantic comedy, isn't that there's an, an entire generation of people who think that that's how you relate <laughs> to someone romantically. You know, whether it be chasing someone through an airport mm-hmm. or through the streets mm-hmm. of New York, uh, you know, it's it's not right, really, is it? I it's mean, really like, not. say anything we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, as we say, a guy with martial arts training who aggressively stalks a girl who's made it clear that she, she doesn't, doesn't want to have a relationship. Yeah. She's broken up with you, dude. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's intrinsically worse, I think, in... Now, they're not really romantic comedies, but there's a whole generation of tweens who would see it as the uh, the blueprint, if you like, for a romantic relationship. The Twilight movies. Oh, based on a book. yes. I mean, that is just completely unhealthy. It is. There's really. a line in there where he says, I'm just watching you sleep or something like that. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's a hundred-year-old man watches you sleep. I'm not good with a relationship advice, Can I just but say... one thing I will say is stuff like that is a red flag. You know, yeah, right. watch out for that. Okay. Again, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> Again, in number 10 on the hotto meter. He can okay, just stay he gets there a pass, does he? with his 100 year old vampire sparkliness, <laughs> and it's fine. Maybe right. just be handsome. Maybe that's probably the lesson we learned from get away with weird stuff. But I mean, it does go as well further from romantic comedies. So, from, mm. um, Amazing Spider Man 2, I don't know if you've seen that with Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Where I he breaks up with uh, Emma Stone, okay, and. Uh, it, he basically stalks her with his Spider-Man powers. Okay, <laughs> not good. Hangs off, hangs off buildings and watches her. Mm. As in Superman Returns, uh, Superman does with Lois Lane. So there we go. So if you're a superhero, don't stalk your ex. Don't break up with them. Don't break well. up with a super, superhero. <laughs> like my super ex-girlfriend. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, Lying is also a bad thing, just generally yeah. in life. But certainly in romantic comedies, mm. you would be led to believe that Lying all the way back to Serrano de Bergerac, where this is the the play, and then made into the Steve Martin movie, uh, Serrano or yeah, Serrano, isn't it? What's it called? I uh, know it's called Roxanne. Roxanne, yes, uh, where he he helps somebody lie to Roxanne in order to win her heart, mm-hmm. and then like it really shouldn't work out at the end because he he was complicit in in this guy uh, lying, lying, mm. yeah. 
Again, um, in the in the movie that we were talking about earlier, Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tamei. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. based Only on a you. tissue of lies. It's, he pretends to be somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that I would say shouldn't be applauded, uh, again, it's not really a romantic comedy, it's more a, a musical classic, uh, Grease, where she basically completely tosses her identity in the yeah. bin and takes up smoking just to be. Well, with. he kind of he kind of tries to be <laughs> preppy tries, though well, but for, a second, for a second, for a second, just for a second. Hard, yeah. But no. I, I, I mean, they just, should have met in the middle there. Somewhere. Exactly, be or they you, could have just been themselves. Be themselves, you know, bridge yeah. a bridge a gap there. Yeah. Um, but how much how much hotter and cooler is leather clad Sandy? <laughs> Come on, we don't know. I think there's going to be. I actually, well, I prefer, I prefer. Uh, preppy. Oh, preppy he, prefer- oh okay. he prefers the sweet preppy one. I don't know. Someone's got to be Danny Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the Danny Zuko <laughs> in this scenario. Um, uh, another thing, like a, it's it, it's held up as a kind of modern romantic classic, is uh, you hire a professional ladies' man to to coach you to pretend, God, to be, yeah. Uh, yeah. so that you can you can sleaze onto. So you know, I mean. Oh, Again, not good. Crazy Stupid Love has Ryan Gosling, so we will let him be that sleazy okay, guy. Well, that's true. I forgot because I was yeah. thinking a hitch, but it's the same in that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And then he also doesn't Steve Carell make a speech at the school to he get does. his ex-wife back. Mm-hmm. He does. I don't think don't that would do that go down well. People. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> but the movie really that has the most egregious sins is a film that we've spoken about already. It's Love Actually. It yes. not only has. Mm-hmm. The horrific going to your best friend's house and standing silently outside pretending to be a Christmas caroler while you profess your undying love to, to his wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, he's he's hot. <laughs> you can't just let yeah. people get away with things because they're hot. The hot. If you're hot, you get a pass. I'd love to see you on a jury and just go, uh, Your Honour, I have yeah. to recuse myself because the I accused... I know he's murdered people, but the, he's, he's hot. so hot. Mm. Look, Look at, at him. Pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, it not only has that, which to my mind really is the most creepy storyline. Yeah, yeah it, it also has the dodge through the airport, which we yeah. spoke about, you know. Um, and it also has uh, the kind of weird Colin Firth uh, learn Portuguese. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah they can't yeah, speak they, the same language. So it's going to just other. be really so awkward. Could, and... could you imagine if she was like, "No, I can't stand you." Yeah, yeah. All this time, I learned English just to say I can't actually stand you. <laughs> yeah. Your bumbling writery ways. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there we go. That's well, that's basically my list of of uh, romantic comedy gestures and. Maybe everything creepy. from a romantic comedy in real life would be a little bit creepy. They would. Yeah. Unless you look like Ryan Gosling. Romantic comedies that really annoy me. One is making bets. And I suppose oh, yeah. it's something you see more in probably teen ones like... Um, uh, She's All That. She's All, all That. that. Yep. You see them making a bet in that. You see 10 Things I Hate About you. you. Not yep. necessarily a bet, but he's definitely paying a guy the schmooze. And uh, in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days as well, you That's see, they yep. both are making se- separate bets. bets. Yeah. Um, so they probably deserve each other. But has anyone ever done that in real life? It seems really cruel. Well, it's funny you should say that because <laughs> a year ago, <laughs> me and Sinead met up on this very night and I made a bet with her that I couldn't turn you into a podcast presenter. And <laughs> so, unfortunately, so she, up, yeah. she, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> she won. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the part of the podcast where we ruin a scene it's time to murder a scene so which pray, which scene pray tell will we ruin <laughs> oh it's only an iconic one guys for you this time uh, 
I'm just going to pass out scripts. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, now, I really Thank you. should be probably taking the Meg Ryan character in this, but I really oh, don't want to. typecasting. I really don't want yeah, to. I, I feel it'll be typecasting. So Ross is going to take Sally in this mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to be Harry. Oh. Okay. And you're friends. Oh, right. you're I'm having... not seeing this film, so I'm... <laughs> Have you not really? You have, of course. I have, yeah. yeah. You're friends and you meet up every so often and you are talking in a diner about men and women being together. So let's first listen to the actual scene, iconic scene, from When Harry Met Sally. You know, I'm so glad I never got involved with you. I just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at three o'clock in the morning and go clean your andirons. And you don't even have a fireplace. Not that I would know this. Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. Hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining. Of course not. You're out the door too fast. I think they have an okay time. How do you know? I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. Oh. Oh. Are you okay? Oh. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh. she's having and action so what do you do with these women just get up out of bed and leave sure well explain to me how you you do it what do you say you'd say you have an early meeting uh, an early haircut or a squash game you don't play squash they don't know that they just met me that's disgusting i know i feel terrible you know i'm so glad i never got involved with you i just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up and out of bed and leave at three o'clock in the morning and clean your hand irons and you don't even have a fireplace not that I wouldn't have noticed why are you getting so upset this is not about you 
Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining. Of course not. You're out the door too fast. Uh, I think they have an okay time. How do you know? What do you mean, how do I know? I know. Because they... Yes, because they... And how do you know that they really... What? Are you saying that they fake orgasms? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh, right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What, what, What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just all men are sure it never happened to them and that most women at one time or another have done it. So you do the math. You don't think that I could tell the difference? No. Get out of here. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> do you say that? You can edit it, so. <laughs> Keep it in. Uh, Keep it in. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, let me just... Yes! 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 Uh, are you okay? I'll have what she's having. Oh my god! Well, after that, um, a bit hot under the collar. Oh, say. here, I'm gonna have to have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us this episode and stay romantic, film fans. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Sit down and grab a glass Sinead Ross and Niall have made a podcast It's the real take, breaking it down Having fun and talking movies Fa-da-da-da-da-da Talking movies You have been listening to The Real Take Presented by Sinead Brassel, Ross Leedy and Niall O'Brien. Our music was provided by actor, artist and musician Will Guppy. You can find him on Instagram at will.guppy and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at The Real Take Podcast. If you would like to contact us to tell us how fantastic we are, you can reach us at therealtakepodcast at gmail.com See you at the movies.